Welcome to At The Whiteboard with Ruth and Nicole, the podcast for people who want to crush it at work. Each week, we'll talk about the latest tips, trends, and tricks to help you love your job and to help your boss love you too. It's like having a personal coach whispering advice into your ear, but without the whispering. Okay, let's get into this week's episode. we're live on all the things all the things and now i don't sound like a frog in a tunnel no because we're together again at last no christmas decorations behind us no my new gray paint oh that was up before christmas it was yeah and i have a voice again it's true it's true mostly um so how did you find the first chapter of digital minimalism by opening the cover (laughs) (laughs) no (laughs) i liked it it was good, and it came at a good time. I had been seeing some um, other things popping up in social media feeds. Social media, ironically. <laughs> um, you know, because people make a lot of New Year's resolutions, and then they say sometime in late January is when they start to peter off. Right. And um, I thought, okay, yeah. So uh, anyway, I really enjoyed it. I, I read it, and I was a little more... Shocked isn't the right word. A little more uh, taken aback than I thought I would be when I was reading about all the addiction and that sort of thing, which I guess I knew somewhere in my head that it is addicting, but then they talked about it being done on purpose. Yeah. And that, uh, that. yeah, it freaked me out a little bit. So I enjoyed it. I like how it started out. So it just started out with, uh, you know, when Facebook first came in Mm -hmm. and it flashed me back to, I remember when whoever introduced me to Facebook I'm pretty sure I was in university, mm-hmm. I guess. And I remember they were just like, oh, it's a great way to like, you can like find other people in your class or like you can find people from high school that you haven't talked to. And um, I remember it very specifically being like that. And yeah. I remember them making an analog to whatever the university system was. And they were like, it's like blah, 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 but outside of the university. And I went, Oh, neat. Yeah, yeah. I was trying to remember my first uh, Facebook post, and I don't think I can. It was sometime around 2004, 2005. But then I went to work for the government, and you weren't allowed to have it. Right. And I wasn't, at that time, I had You could for a little bit. I remember the first couple years that you could still log on to Facebook in the government. Yeah, and there was some... I can see myself with my friend and we were looking at it, but then turning it off. And I really, I hadn't dug into it much yet. Um, And then the cool thing for me was just reconnecting with my friends in New York where I grew up, who I hadn't seen in 30 years. And suddenly there they all were and I could find out what they were up to and what they had been doing. And I knew I would never, you know, be, be best friends with any of them, but I was just curious yeah. And yeah, I just started connecting with a lot of um, old friends from the past. And um, it was a little bit easier to see what my nieces and nephews were up to because I was really building yeah. relationships with them. And then I was sort of like, nah, it's all right. I yeah. never Have you ever gone really back and gotten like a funny memory of where you like wrote on someone's wall and it was like weird, like, hey, where should we go for lunch today? Like it was odd the way it kind of started yeah. out like if you look at all those old memories I see all these funny things of things I wrote on people's walls and it was very much 
more transactional than it is. It's so different than it is I, now. I don't get them because I deleted Facebook oh, that's about right. two years ago. That's right. I forgot about um, that. I have it. On a, a, I have two sort of shell accounts. One That's for right. business. I think we talked about this last week. Yeah, one for business and one for neighborhood. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Stuff, but I don't. You don't get the I'm old not memories. connected with anyone. No, interesting. I hated all the poking. Poking was. I remember that <laughs> poking was funny. Poke, and I was like, "What do you do with a poke? You poke back." Okay, poke. I'm pretty sure I got together with one of my ex boyfriends. That and it started from poking. It started from the poke. Okay. <laughs> I love it. Uh, And then uh, he goes into how the very first iPhone, which is not how I, I don't know, I'm having maybe like a lapsed judgment when the iPhone came back out. I thought that the intention was that it was going to be this mobile device. And it wasn't. The first intention of the first iPhone was to combo your iPod with your cell phone. Yeah. I, I specifically remember when it came out and I was working at Rogers and my friend's daughter uh, who was like 12 at the time. And she she said, oh, it's the coolest thing because it's your phone and your iPod together. And I said, who cares? You have two things. And I remember being very old about it and going, who needs this newfangled thing? I don't mind carrying two. And, you know, and it was, yeah, I just didn't get it. The same way when the iPad came out, I didn't get the iPad. I just, why do you need an iPad? I remember somebody showing me and I went, I, I, I still don't get it. <laughs> So, yeah, I phone and music. I do remember that specifically. And then I remember when app started to be a word, I do remember yeah. struggling with it. And I remember the joke, oh, there's an app for that. There's an app for that. But now people yeah. say it seriously. Oh, there's an app for that. And I remember it <laughs> still on, on old cell. I had a cell phone really young. So I had a cell phone when I was about 16, which was early in the cell phone days. Yeah. Like, n- most people at that time didn't have one, but I had friends that had them and mm-hmm. I always had a job. So I just paid for my own cell phone. It's still my phone number to date. Wow. Yeah, I think. Ah. It had been my landline that I, anyhow. Um, and I remember there were like little apps you could download and like, but it was really slow and yeah. weird stuff like that. But I thought that was really interesting because I, for some reason, I always envisioned that Apple would have come come out already with this forward-thinking thing in mind. Wow. There was an article the other day in the newspaper that it was like a little clip out from 1920-something or somewhere in around there where the uh, CEO of Pacific Bell um, had said what he envisioned phones would be like in the future. And he's like, I think phones are going to be something that people have on them all the time. Wow. And that they can call whoever. It was such a cool article. Well, I remember, do you remember Palm Pilots? Yes. I had a Palm Pilot. Pilot. Because at Ford, when I was there, that's where I had my first cell phone. It was a mobile phone. And it was about... I don't know, a foot tall and probably three or four inches wide. The and Zach deep. Morris phone? What's Zach Morris phone? Oh, from Safe by the Bell? <laughs> yeah. I didn't watch that. But it had a big antenna and it was plugged into my car and it came in a bag. <laughs> I had that. Uh, and then they would give us Palm Pilot. It was before Blackberry. Yes. And it was very exciting because you could write notes with a stylus. Yes, on your a thing. little tiny one. My boss had given me his Palm Pilot when they first got the Blackberries mm. and I felt yeah. oh so important. And then suddenly it was dead. But it's just that at that time, those things were designed to help you be more efficient. 
So you can imagine why I wouldn't appeal to a teenager. Who cares? Right. I wouldn't appeal. So then they get into this and suddenly they've started applying the social, psychosocial uh, theory to this. Yes, I love it. And one of my favorite lines from the book was like, did we sign up for this? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Like, did we... Is this what we signed up for when we got an iPhone or did we think it was just going to be this great tool? Did we sign up for this addiction, this checking, this, yeah. um, I mean, I will get into it in a bit of the way they compare how your, your brain responds to it. But they basically said, you know, they, the, the changes crept up and they happened fast. Yes. Um, and Nobody it, knew when they got that and suddenly it was cool and you know, if you didn't have an iPhone, you had what? And, you know, it's, yeah. But they started making all these other things cool. I don't think people did sign up for that. They thought it was when they were getting a phone and it was before teenagers wanted one, it was strictly to have a phone carried with them. And yeah, cool that they could play music. And now there's a calendar on it. Yeah. You know, or now I can text people. Do you remember when it was like 75 cents a text? Yes. Yeah, the ability to text everyone. Yeah. That's, that's fascinating. Um, and then they go into talking about techno-apologists. Oh, yeah. And so, you know, sometimes when we get into conversations about these tools, people will say, well, I, I have Facebook. I use Facebook so that I can keep in touch with my family. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, oh, uh, you know, it's like me saying, oh, but I need to use Instagram because we use it for our business. Right. Which I can tell you is a flat out lie. Like, mm-hmm. yes, we use it for business. Mm-hmm. And occasionally, if you catch me scrolling, I might be doing that for business. But most of the time, I'm not. Yeah. And most of the time, I've gotten myself caught in. Oh, to yeah. some type of scroll that I didn't you just want to. Look at, well, and they mentioned that. They talked about going down this hole that you literally needed to check something for work. And then all of a sudden, boom, boom. What? I just picked it up and there's a CNN thing. A contaminated prison. Scared, no. angry passengers are trapped on three cruise ships. Like, okay. <laughs> Put it down. And you can get sucked into, oh, what's the latest on the coronavirus? <laughs> I love it. But I love this techno-apologist, yeah. right? Like. Mm-hmm saying, well, you know, there is great uses for this. And I don't think anyone's denying that. No. I agree that having my phone is of great value to me in a lot of circumstances. I can be reached. I can reach other people when I need to. Mm-hmm. I like having my calendar at my fingertips. I can send emails yeah. on the fly while I'm waiting in a waiting room. Mm-hmm. Like all of those things. Mm-hmm. Slash and I'm addicted to scrolling. Yeah. Yeah. I do not miss Facebook one bit. And I was a scroller too. And recently, and I don't know what has, well, maybe on Twitter, I hardly scroll. I might do this like three times to see headlines and then I refuse. I used to feel like I had to get to To my last read article. Yes. So that I was completely caught. And now I'm like, no. That's how I get caught in Instagram stories. It's just like, can I get to the end? Or sometimes I'm like, I want to get to that one person that I am actually interested in, mm. and I end up just getting stuck in everyone else's. Yeah. Um, now, here was a, a really interesting thing, and they said, you know, people aren't succumbing to these screens because they're lazy. It's been engineered for yes, us to become that's addicted. that's the part that freaked me out. Right? Like, they said the like button on Facebook was yeah. a game changer mm-hmm. Um, for uh, getting us addicted to it. And you know what killed me? It said in there somewhere that 
so-and-so was the head of the like button team. They employed more than one person to develop the like button. But think about the social implications of the like button, of the heart button on Instagram, of any of those things. I mean, it's kind of the the crux of everything we're going to talk about coming up next into why, why these things are so addictive. Yeah. No wonder it took years. Cause remember everybody said, well, you know, you posted something sad and I want to show that I'm supporting you, but I don't want to hit like, because I don't like that you're sad. So we need a not like button. And it was years. And now you can do, you know, like happy, sad, whatever. Sad. Yeah. Hard hard. eyes. Yeah. Yeah. So fascinating. Yeah, I did thought I did think that was yeah. so interesting. But they basically said, you know, billions of dollars have been invested to make us addicted. Yeah. Make us pushed into it. Yeah. And my favorite thing um, that Cal Newport talks about in here, he says, Bill Maher ends every episode of his HBO show Real Time, which I've never seen. I've I never see him seen all it. the time, but it's on so late and I just don't record it. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm I'm interested to check it out. He's a very smart man, I think, when I see interviews with him or clips from him. So there was this clip um, from May 12, 2017. He says, the tycoons of social media have to stop pretending that they're friendly nerd gods building a better world and admit they're just tobacco farmers in t-shirts. To- that's right. Selling tobacco addictive product to children. Because let's face it. Checking your likes is the new smoking. Yeah. Well, there has been a lot of research on that with respect to children. Uh, not children. Well, youngsters. Youngsters. Teenagers. That's my word. That's the Thank word. You. Youngins. Word. Youngins. Um, so I listened to in that, This American Life. It was mm, probably a couple years ago. And they did one on grade seven and Instagram. Remember we talked about this because... I remember this yeah. episode. And there was... Um, th- these kids will only curate their Instagram to have only 10 or 12 photos. And they, if they don't get a certain number of likes by X amount of time, they delete it immediately and yeah. they feel badly about themselves. Uh, I mean, I don't, know, I don't know the context of the feelings, but I remember when my sister, who's um, 18 now, her Instagram only had 10 photos yeah. and I was so confused and she has like... 3,000 followers or something. Yeah. And I was like, how do you have 3,000 followers when you only have eight photos? Yeah. And it's just, it was a massive indication of how we use Instagram differently, right? I use Instagram and Facebook to some extent to record my yes. photos and record things so that I can find them later yeah. in case your phone gets, you know, eaten yeah. by the toilet or something, yeah. <laughs> right? Or by yes. my dog. Um, and For her, Instagram is completely different. It's not about saving all the memories. It's about curating uh, uh, a board, uh, you know, what's... Of only the best, most liked things. Right? And they just change. It morphs. And then it's always these same, like a different 10 photos, but they're in this same theme. I think it's so fascinating. And probably my... The biggest. I have to go get my puppy. Oh, what is she eat, Daisy? What are you eating? (gasps) My favorite, my favorite um, analog was the uh, analog between uh, every time I look at my iPhone, it's like playing a slot machine. 
Oh yeah, that was kind of cool, eh? Playing a slot machine because you need to see how many people commented and liked and all that. And I thought, I was trying to think, do I do that? I don't on Facebook. I don't on, I think it's kind of interesting when somebody comments on something. And I, um, the, the weather network recently said, show us a picture of your pet in the snow. So I posted because, because look, look at her. She's adorable. Um, and, uh, <laughs> and, um, I, I got like 80 or 90 likes and I, I remember looking at it going, that's hilarious, but I didn't go, Oh, they like her. I just thought it was funny. Yeah. Now on Instagram, I have caught myself going, how many likes did this one get? Why don't they like this one more? But it's her again. But it is it is interesting that it I didn't realize like he said something about it's a little boost of dopamine. Yes. It's 100% a boost of dopamine getting a like, getting yeah. lots of likes, getting lots of comments. I mean, I know when I post something of Lily like Yeah. Sometimes I post something cuz I'm like, "Ooh, I like let's see what's yeah. I don't know. I certainly, I, I don't do it very purposefully, mm -hmm. but as the likes and the comments start coming in, sometimes I'm rechecking again and like taking a How look. How many people and seeing, love my daughter? Yeah. Right? How yeah. many people think she's a great singer? It's not just me. <laughs> she is a genius. Three people said that. Okay. <laughs> right? Uh, so I thought that was um, fascinating. Mm -hmm. You're playing the slot machine to see what you'll get. Yeah. Likes, comments, yeah. nothing, silence. I'll never forget, a couple of years ago, a friend of mine asked me to be in um, a fitness video um, to promote her company. Mm -hmm. And having, at the time, I was a fitness instructor. Like, it's probably my lifelong dream to be in a fitness I video. I remember you went down to New Zealand to be trained. Oh, no, it was, oh, that was different. different. It was oh. different. Different, but around this, maybe around this, no. Much later after, it was oh, much okay. later after okay. that, um, and I got to be in her fitness video, and I posted this picture of me, like, in the fitness video. I was dancing, actually, because she does, like, a fitness dance thing, yeah. and I was like, this is going to be the greatest likes of all time, and I remember saying, like, I've literally just lived out my dreams, and I remember it had, like, four likes, 17 likes, or just something really, really yeah. small, and I was like, huh. Uh -huh. Isn't that interesting? The one thing that I thought would generate like the, oh, wow, you're in a fitness video meant nothing, nothing. to anyone. I, and I, I remember maybe that was my first time of actually being impacted by likes. Yeah. And I kind of joked around you know, about it. I obviously wasn't like mortified, but you know I would joke around with people. Nine. I wonder if that top nine every year. Nine. It yeah. is based on likes. But it's the same. Is it that same thing? Because I remember I did my top nine this year and I went, oh, I, this one only, that's as many likes as I got. On this one picture of, I don't know, one of them was a, some baking that I did. Another yeah. one was her when she first came home. And it was like 70 likes. I thought, 70? That's all I've got now is 70? And then I went, oh, Ruth. Yeah. That's it's a funny. life. It's funny. Yeah. Um, and, you know, so they said technology is not neutral. No. You know, they want you to use it in particular ways and for long periods of time. Because that's how they make money. Sure it is. And then I thought, how do they make money? Well, I guess the the more times you're engaged, they're tracking that. And then they're selling that information to advertisers. Because, right. uh, like, so influencers that have a million people following yeah. them, there was some article on how much money they're paid, but how per view 
it's much cheaper than television or books or magazines sure. or whatever because so many people are seeing it. Yeah. It's very efficient for them. So I guess if they can sell the advertising space, that means yeah. that's and why I, they oh want gosh, you to the, constantly The number be of Facebook ads or Instagram ads that I end up clicking, yeah. and it's never after like the first one. I'm always annoyed. Mm-hmm. But then I'll have seen the ad like 10 times, and I'm finally like, okay, now I'm really curious about that I used desk to charging kit. I actually bought a, everything I've bought on Instagram is junk. It's actual junk. Yeah. Like junk. Doesn't look anything like the picture that I was so mad because I ordered one. I must have been mad, uh, sad one day or whatever. And I ordered this really cute sweatshirt. And then I was like, oh, no, can I unorder it? No, I can't. And I then I, then I read the reviews. It, fabric doesn't look anything like it. It's really oh, hard no. to put on over your head. You won't be able to move your arms. And I couldn't even put it on. Yeah, it was terrible. That's funny. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And usually I know as soon as it's going to take about eight weeks to arrive, I'm going to sneeze. You and I are both sneezing. <gasps> Daisy's concerned. Excuse me. That's going to sound interesting on the podcast. <laughs> um, but it's fascinating. Uh, and he, uh, Maher concludes, Maher concludes his, his uh, little monologue with, Philip Morris just wanted your lungs. The app store wants your soul. Oh. They do. They want to know everything about you. And you know that Rakuten? Have you heard that? Yeah. Where you get paid. Rakuten. You get paid for shopping online. Well, obviously they're collecting your data and selling it, right? Of course. That stuff doesn't... I have no no qualms about privacy for some reason. And my poor friend who's a privacy lawyer would probably want to beat me over the head. But I really don't care who knows what I look at and how long I look at it and what I look at. I didn't use to. It's just smart business. I've, I've gotten that way. Lately. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Um, so then um, Cal gets into um, actual talking about the science of addiction. Mm-hmm. Um, so they talk about addiction is a condition in which a person engages in the use of a substance or in a behavior for which the rewarding effects provide a compelling incentive to repeatedly pursue the behavior despite detrimental consequences. Yeah. So the detrimental consequences of scrolling would be you're not engaging, you're you're missing out on the world around you. Well, what was you know, that line? Oh, you could even get in an accident, a car accident, because you must answer the text. A hundred percent. And where was that, like that one line, like, so if you're going to argue, you, listener, I'm pointing, um, that you are not addicted to social media or you are not addicted to this, Tell me that there was not a time in which you could have been more present, that you weren't breaking down a shard of time into even tinier buckets of time that made it impossible for you to be present. And, you know, whether you want to call that detrimental consequences, I don't know. Did you see the big football Super Bowl ad for the Snickers? No. They... (laughs) You know, the past ads for Snickers have said, you know, they turn people into really cranky people yeah, and then yeah. they give them a Snickers and, and they're, they're all happy. better. They wanted to give the world a Snickers because the world was so cranky and everything yeah. is awful right now. So they had a massive hole and all these, <laughs> I guess, average ordinary people, but there were some caricatures in there, yeah. were coming and singing about how they were going to make the world better and a helicopter was coming in and dangling a giant Snickers into this hole and they were going to fix the world. 
and they're all the that get rid of all the awful things in the world and then this couple goes up and they have a selfie stick and they're at the very edge of this massive hole and taking a selfie stick and they fall in and and one guy goes it's working <laughs> like all these annoying people that yeah. can't be present yeah in saving the world because they got to take a selfie right and i mean like i i've certainly i i know i have i had friends that like the idea of taking a picture while we were out for an event was of utmost importance to enjoying the event yes. and getting the right shot yeah. and everyone being perfectly like this and it looking like yeah. this and let's take another, okay, no, wait. And I, I remember just being like, oh my gosh, guys, I just want to enjoy dinner. Yes. I don't actually care about this photo that much. Yeah. Um, but I think, you know, when it says detrimental consequences, I think it's easy to be a techno-apologist mm-hmm. and kind of brush it off and say, well, certainly my Instagram use isn't affecting anyone. Uh, but I'll tell you, I'll be at home with my daughter and I will, I will be scrolling Instagram and yeah. not giving her 100%. And he said, you know, you're not enjoying bath time with your kid. And I was like, huh, I wonder if people are. They're sitting there on the edge of the tub looking at their phone. Yeah, and hey, look, I'm going to tell you right now, it's boring yeah. being at home with a kid. Like, oh. I, I don't want to watch you play kitchen anymore. Like, I love you dearly. I want to play with you, but I, like, I just, I can't How make, can I can't play? make soup again. Like, I'd rather be <laughs> simulated, you know, stimulated by something that's yes. interesting to me. Like, I, I get it. I'm certainly not placing any judgment on people who, like, scroll because I do it all the time. But when you talk about it, like actually having detrimental, detrimental consequences, I think about that time that my husband was like, uh, you're not even answering me because you're yes. so busy scrolling Facebook. Yeah. And that's, I had to be honest about it. And I remember even having the reactions of someone with an addiction problem. Mm. I was angry mm. and upset and I was being defensive and weird about it. Like, I literally took on all the characteristics wow. of, of addiction. Yeah. So it, it's, uh, it's fascinating. It's certainly... Are you back at the boxes? Back at Daisy! The boxes. Daisy! Come on. Well, she knows she needs to go out soon. So that's the problem. <laughs> uh, we're almost done, so yeah. that's a good thing. Um, so I love that. So the, 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 the real, like, kind of tendencies that we're talking about... Um, is positive reinforcement. Mm-hmm. So the, the, the addictive things are positive reinforcement and social approval. Social approval. Mm-hmm. Right? So it's like a dog. Everybody like you do something, that. you get a cookie. You do something, you get a cookie. Oh, and so-and-so likes me. You know? I don't think that's any different than it's ever been in the whole world, but they've made it easier to get. Everybody wanted social approval or we wouldn't have had all those fashion fads over the years because everybody wanted to look like everybody else. But now... You have it real time on your phone whether people approve of you or not. Yeah, they called it like they called it like a paleolithic the paleolithic brain actually craves these unpredictable social rewards and social approval. Like this yeah. is this is embedded into our programming. Mm-hmm. This isn't like they knew it and they created the things that would trigger it and make Had it a happy. Whole team to do a like button. Team to do a like button. Or Hi, Instagram with the love living? button, right? I'm on a like button team. Double tap. Um, so I, I found that all um, so interesting. And they basically called it, it's like a social validation feedback loop. You're exploiting the vulnerability of human psychology. Mm-mm-mm. We talked a lot about vulnerability in our last podcast series. 
So we know what that is. <laughs> I thought you were going to say we talked a lot about vulnerability when we were talking about The Bachelor before <laughs> we started. No, that was also a big conversation. Also a big conversation. Got to be really vulnerable in The Bachelor. I want you to be vulnerable and open up with me even though I've only known you for 10 minutes. Yeah. I have to come to this date with a story on vulnerability so that you'll love me. Right? It's for social acceptance. It is. Right? I mean, and you think it... Oh my gosh. I mean, we could literally like parlay this into a whole Bachelor Recap podcast. But, um, you know, it's like all these activities are like, what's going to get me the like, the social approval, yes, the television approval, the followers, the followers, so I can be an influence. The this, it's just, like it's, it's just a cycle. It's just a big cycle because I'm going to do the things that are going to get me the likes and then I need to do more of the things to get me more of the likes. And then once I'm an influencer and I'm making money, I have to keep getting the likes. Yeah. Instead of being present and being what I want to be. And I love it. So they talk about um, intermittent positive reinforcement. So like if we posted a picture and every time we got the same amount of likes, it wouldn't be the same as an unpredictable amount of likes. Right. Um, And that's what um, releases more dopamine. The unpredictability of it all releases more dopamine. So another huge topic in the news lately has been about dopamine fasting. Mm. Have you heard about this? Um, and it's basically like, not only like hide your phone. Oh, she's eating a shoe, a croc. Keep talking. I mean, let her eat the croc. Maybe. No, just kidding. Um, what was I saying? Dopamine fasting. Um, so they talk about not only are you like putting away your phone and not having that kind of inform, like that kind of interaction, but you actually like don't interact with people for like a couple of days. Oh. Um, and it de- like you can have transactional conversations, but you're not supposed to like make people laugh or do anything so get for no- dopamine. Ugh. And it's supposed to uh, replenish your dopamine stores oh. um, because they say that we're just so... That'd be very hard on specific people with mental health concerns. Can you imagine? Yes. I mean, I think it's it's supposed to be done for a short... I mean, it's basically... People have been doing this forever is like silent yoga retreats and stuff yeah, like that yeah. is basically a way to get back in, yeah. get back in and, and replenish your dopamine stores. So I think that's, uh, I think that's very interesting. So we're basically addicted to the dopamine rush. Well, that makes total sense. Who, especially when the world is on fire as it is right now, we yeah. all want to feel good and we've moved away from feeling good from things that we do for ourselves outside nature people human interaction and we're looking for it in technology yeah because as we know each generation is becoming more and more connected online and i think we've talked about in some of our uh, prior podcasts that the next generation generation z is going to require more mental health assistance and support from their employers than any other prior generation because they are having less and less human interaction and if you're sitting there in your car and you and, think we're being all judgy. And you think we're being all judgy. No. Or you think you are now high and mighty because maybe you've deleted Facebook. Mm-hmm. Maybe you don't use Instagram, which I always find those people who don't use any of the social medias a little bit Like the author. Frightening. The author doesn't. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. It's true. Um, hold your thought. You still may be activating these same digital triggers because, yes, we've talked about Facebook, likes, Instagram, hearts, and who knows what else. Um, It's the exact same thing 
for reading news and following trails of links. Every link you click. Oh, you never know. Ching. Yeah. Cha-ching, where am I going to get? Yeah. What am I going to get? Is it going to give me it's the exciting. dopamine what hit? Am I see next? The information hit? Is it going to be good? Is it going to be clickbait? Is it going to give me what I want? And I went, oh. It's got to be the same theory behind all the scratch lotto cards. Because it would be pretty easy to buy a lotto card and scratch and it says you win or you don't. But instead, we're going to scratch all the letters off and see if they make a word. Yeah. I'm sure it's exactly the same thing. It's, yeah. it's intermittent positive reinforcement. Yeah. Um, and I, 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 so I, again, if you're thinking like, oh, this isn't me, think about your, like, I certainly appreciate, I'm not a huge news person and I wish I was more of a news person. I sometimes feel a little out of the loop, but I'm very busy checking my Instagram stories. I don't have time. Um, <laughs> uh, but it's the same thing, right? So if you're scrolling into links and links and links and links and can't stop looking at the news, you're doing the same thing I'm doing. You're just doing it in a little slightly more intellectual way. um so where's he going with this chapter then well he end up i think the i think the purpose of this chapter is to prove to you or to show you or help you Mm self-realize that you may have an addiction that you weren't aware of Mm -hmm. and on the precipice of one the precipice of one um and to maybe sit back and reflect and say oh no no i'm not addicted but tell me that you you aren't 100% 100% present mm-hmm. with your family or your friends or yeah. whomever, right? Because you're scrolling or looking. Right. Again, we talked about this in the last episode. I sometimes am not present with a television show right? because I'm scrolling. Oh, I do that all the time. Right? Like, yeah. what are we doing? What mm-hmm. are we, like, it's mm-hmm. just, it's, it's so much. So I think this chapter is designed to say, like, did you know that you might be addicted? Here's why you're addicted. Mm-hmm. The companies are doing this to make you addicted. They want you to be addicted. This isn't like your fault. This is, it's designed to do this. It's doing exactly what it's supposed to do. It's doing exactly what it's supposed to do. Moreover, we're we're, we're wired to interact this way. So don't feel bad about being addicted to Instagram stories because our brain is basically designed to do that, Mm -hmm. right? It's, It's doing what it's supposed to do. And so... Now, now what? Yeah. Is this really as simple as, oh, I put my phone away for an hour a day? Is it as simple as turning your notifications off? Yeah, and he said those, what did he call them? Something like temporary fixes, but not really. So it'll be interesting to see because I've done the temporary things and they have helped me. Yeah. Um, so I want to hear more about what he has to say as we get into it. Yeah, like what is, it's basically, he's calling it a battle. If we look at it like this, if we look at it from the perspective that we are out of control, yeah, we don't have any control over this because the companies are going to keep doing this to mm-hmm. us. This is a bigger battle than just putting your phone away for yes. a minute. It's like a it's like a menagerie it's in a here. Menagerie. There's. Oh, she's going to bark soon. Thank goodness. <laughs> oh, we've we're come almost to the done. End of the so the question is: Is this a battle, <clears throat> or is this? An, an, a nuisance? Is this just a pain point? Or is this something... Is it going to get worse or are we as far as we're going to go? What do we need I mean, to be aware to, of? And uh, how do we apply this to work and leadership? That's my question as well. Oh, right? Yeah. You need to be aware of what's going on with your team. Yeah. What's impacting them and, and are you... Is your team all super connected all the time? Do you... 
Are you aware of these impacts of what's happening with them? Are you managing remote people? How is this working for them? And I think that's really important for, because people will go, why are you talking about this? It has nothing to do with whiteboard and the things that you teach, but it absolutely does. It does because, well, this is all part of us. This is how you as an individual work. Are you distracted by other things that's impacting your ability to work? Are you so um, distracted by the dopamine rush of checking an email and banging out a response? That you can't do strategic work. And you're not being productive and you're staying late and wondering why. Yeah. Are you addicted mm. to firefighting and you're not getting yeah. that promotion? Yeah. Um, that's kind of a perfect example of that. Yeah. Right? So I think let's see how big this, are, this is and what kind of battle we're waging. Cool. And that's... I love it. That's that. We'll, so next week we'll do chapter two. This is, um, it's called Digital Minimalism, A Digital Solution. So it's, if you're reading along with us on paper, it's page 27 to when that chapter ends. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know. Is it kind of a long chapter or can I not find the page? Not sure. Uh, to the end of chapter to two. To the end of chapter two. To the page two. before chapter three. Yes, you should read to the page before <laughs> chapter three. Um, And we'll catch up with you next time. Daisy and I say peace out. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening. Don't forget, you can find us on all the usual social media. Our website is whiteboardconsulting.ca. And this podcast will be available visually on YouTube by searching Whiteboard Consulting Group, Inc. Or if you want to read our blog that summarizes it, you can check out At The Whiteboard, a publication on medium.com. Finally, if you have any questions or suggestions, we'd love to hear from you. Send us an email at info at whiteboardconsulting.ca. Thanks again, and we'll see you next week.